This podcast is brought to you by the Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and by listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click Donate Now to become a supporter. Hey, this is Joe Quinones, the artist on Howard the Duck, and you are listening to the Two-Headed Nerd Podcast with Joe and Matt. Sort of break it, break it down like good. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you Wait, who have paid attention to this feed, I want to thank you. Are we recording now? Several of you may have cut this off or canceled it and said the two-headed nerd is dead. But guess what? We're giving you a holiday bonus yeah. show guess- broadcasting from the Ziggurat at Omaha. It's not a bonus. Deep below the metro area. It's the normal drunk. It is our pleasure to welcome you to the annual THN Hanukkah Drunk Show. It's the holiday drunk show because My we observe both holidays. Is Matt Bomb. You can find me at Matt Bombstein on Twitter where this Did week. You know it's the sixth annual? We've done this for six years. I've been sharing Manish of its cocktail recipes and Pizzagate conspiracy theories. Pizzagate. <laughs> Did you ever heard how retarded Pizzagate is? It's so great. Pizzagate is dumb. And like people that read about it was like, mother I'm going to shoot that Hillary Clinton. Boy, I, I had some of that damn pizza. <laughs> Move on. And I'm Joe Patrick. Oh, did you? Oh, you finished your thought. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm Joe Patrick. And you can find me at Joe Patrick 116 on the Twitter where I am whining about being tricked into drinking all day once again. That is not true. You are. Read the, ne- read the next sentence. Because you're whining about the next sentence, not this part. So, yes, I'm whining about being tricked into drinking all day so Matt can try and force me to smoke weed later on for the sixth year in a row. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. happen. It's it's super trippy. I just say no. Then we're going to watch the Apocalypse Now Redux. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Oh, it's coming through the speakers in the kitchen. (laughs) Uh, The people having frivolities in the next room can hear us talking. You don't want to hear this This is magical. This is holiday magic, you sons of bitches. All right, listen, you are violent. You are getting violent. I'm Joe Patrick on 16 on the Twitter. The show is at 2 Nerd on the Twitter. And if you don't follow the show, you're going to miss out on all the fun things like a super secret surprise trunk show. Right. That we secretly plan to record all along, even when we plan the night. And we're to jump in with our real show when we come back with the serious. This is the real show. This is episode sober show. 274. <laughs> in this week's episode. Stop yelling. I can't. I can't help it. I just feel like that's the only way I can overcompensate for being kind of tipsy. In this week's episode, <laughs> we'll review 10 of this week's new comics during the holiday ludicrous speed round. Faster than Grant Morrison can violently redefine the reason for the season. Then we'll pay a visit to the THN Sanctum Sanctorum, where we're helping out the ghost of Xmas past with some continuity issues my, he's trying to figure out. And finally, my plastic glass has a dent in it. Joe and I, that's how you can hold it, idiot. Finally, Joe and I will hand out some awards in our abridged 2016 two-headed nerd golden Beppo show. It's so important. We shortened it to about 10 minutes. But before we start <laughs> taking Christ out of Xmas, let's light another candle. Spin the official two-headed nerd Ben Grimm dreidel. Do another shot of Manischewitz. Excelsior. Excelsior, hey, brother. Happy Christmas, my friend. Oh, it's like drinking. I was trying to yeah, be some super thick Kool-Aid. And then we can talk about this next big news! I love it so much. In review. Yes, this this episode, because we didn't really want to do that much work. <laughs> we are doing a 2016 year in review of the biggest stories of, you guessed it, 2016. So we got to start with... Look, man, the biggest story in mainstream comics this year had to be... Rebirth. DC Rebirth. <laughs> In May of 2016, DC Comics kicked off a relaunch of their entire line. That's every book, not Vertigo, every main book. It all kicked off with a one shot that, <laughs> that not only brought back the original Wally West, my favorite guy, but introduced Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons's Watchmen as a threat to the very fabric of the DCU. And we've just learned that's going to be a thing in January. Right? Going, it's gonna, it's all, all happening, yes. Yeah. The relaunch was intended to sort of sync up elements from the New 52 and the pre-Flashpoint DC universes. 
reestablish the legacy aspect that had been missing as well as injecting a more hopeful tone back into the world. Joey, look, we're seven months into rebirth. Yeah. Where are we? Seven are we months. happy? Look, what are your thoughts about the reboot in general? Let's start there. Look, I'm going to be real honest here. Uh, we've taken every a time, week off. Every time we say, look, you take a drink. We, okay. I'm taking a week off. The stakes are incredibly low because this has very little alcohol. There were it. no comics that I had to read for this week's show. So I had the choice of reading anything I wanted. But we did read comics. Well, yeah. Oh, we, yeah, yeah. We read some. But what I'm saying is yeah. I had nothing that I had to do. The Okay, the past week, which we took I off. hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had I nothing you. we had to do, and I had the week off, I had the week to read whatever We have time to catch up is I what you're saying. To. I have a an amazing shelf of comics that I need to read and have not. You know what I did? Reed Fleming, the world's no. I've read that toughest milkman. That's that. right there on the shelf. I've read that back and forwards. It's f- great. No, you know what I did? I read a bunch of DC comics. Yeah, DC Rebirth. I caught up on Wonder Woman. I caught up on yeah. Deathstroke. Ooh, I caught yeah. up on Batman. Yep. I caught up on Superman and Action. I caught yes. up on the Flash. And yeah. you know what? They're all f- great. They're very good. Uh, they are all great. Christopher Priest, uh, Deathstroke is the book you should all be reading. It is wonderful and the past few deathstroke books have been deathstroke versus batman and it's been so good i'm ready for christopher priest to write batman <laughs> so there are a lot of great hits yeah and i think you named most of them yeah the batman line uh hal jordan detective hal jordan yeah yeah green lantern hal, wonderful hal jordan the green that's prince that's mother Prince right there. Sorry, my wife just showed Purple up with a, with a yeah. gingerbread cookie shaped. That's a Prince like cookie. Prince, rest in peace. We lost him too he soon. He died on my birthday. No one else has that He died on Casey's <laughs> birthday. That's Prince. He died on Casey's We're leaving birthday. that in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the Batman line specifically. Is ba- fine. Batman and Detective Comics. Very, very good. The yeah. Superman line, Action Comics and Superman, so good. Uh, we're not giving an award for most improved this year, but if I was going to, yeah, it would, it be would DC go for sure. Not a DC Superman, yes. specifically Superman. The Superman book, and then, you know what? I'm actually going to talk about Superman Super Woman, a little Supergirl. bit later. They're all wonderful. Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps so is so f- good. Good Green Lanterns, not great. I don't love it. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, but you know what? We're going to touch on that. Wonder Woman, amazing. Greg Rucka's uh, Wonder Woman. Holy crap. So there are oh. so many books that we have actively disliked the past five years during the new 52. The Superman line to me during the new 52 was almost unreadable. It wasn't almost unreadable for me. It was flat out unreadable. <laughs> and and other, than the, good. other than the Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo Batman book, most of the other Batman yeah. books I did not care about. And look, I'll be real honest. When they said that Dan Jurgens was going to take over Superman, I had no uh, interest. Yeah, he writes action comics. Because he's, uh, pardon me, when he's going to take over action comics, I had no interest. Because Dan Jurgens is one of those old timer names for me yeah. that I don't care about anymore. Right, yeah, yeah. He's killing it. He's absolutely killing so it. So good. It is a wonderful book. I, I, I can't say enough about it. So, yeah, all of the iconic, the Flash book, the Flash book is very good. It's touching on a lot of things I really like, and a large part of that is the fact that Wally West, the original Wally yeah. West, is back. Yeah. Um, But the new Wally West has now fully become Kid Flash. Is it Giuseppe Comunicoli? Giuseppe Comunicoli is the main artist on that book. He is doing such a fantastic job on that book. Well, we talked about- And ab- you talked about him. I- Love him. We talked a little bit about it when I reviewed The Flash number nine. I love him on that. Because it had a guest artist, Jorge Corona. Okay. And I think that he was a much better fit for that book. Whatever. I love Communicoli on that book. Um, I think Giuseppe Communicoli's art is very nice. I keep saying Communicoli. I know. (laughs) I think his art is very nice, but it's very posed and also very heavy on Photoshop effects. I love him on that book. Anyway, that's not, we're not doing reviews in this section. Hey, shut the Cookie Fest <laughs> frivolity. Uh, it's the 10th anniversary Just of Cookie behind, Fest little, as we record this. Little peek behind the camera. And we are having curtain. a good time. Uh, every time we record the drunk show, my wife's holiday party, which is called Cookie Fest, is going on in the background with Joe's wife, several of our friends. Very, very, our closest yeah. friends. So there you go. Uh, and we are having a blast. We watched. Let's roll uh, it back. Let's roll it back. Let's roll it back. I just want to say that we watched we watched Reindeer uh, Games. Reindeer Games. It was terrible. It's awful. It's a piece of It shit. was terrible. And we also watched Superman versus the Devil, right? No, no we watched Santa. 
Santa, the devil. <laughs> not Superman. Uh, I will say Santa versus the devil. It was also a piece of games. Charlize Theron, who is drop dead, arguably a 10. Like don't beautiful woman. Don't get excited here. I'm, I'm just saying. Gary don't, Sinise don't say anything was way more attractive in that movie <laughs> like <laughs> I walked away like I might let Gary Sinise f me <laughs> you know? like that guy is gorgeous well you are almost kiss a boy drunk I'm just so saying that's true just saying anyway back to DC Rebirth um any, there are lots of great hits and books that we previously were written off as awful are great again yeah um there are some misses definitely definitely like I don't the Hellblazer, eh, it's, it's, it's it's not, not even that it's bad. I no, just it's don't not a miss. It's I don't fine care. at best. It's a toothless version of Constantine. But I will just say, like, like we've always Gotham Academy is back and it's great. But it's the same as it ever was. Batgirl is very good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Batman, Detective Comics, Superman, Action, Supergirl is great. Superwoman is like. Dark Horse, I had no idea that book was going to be good at all. I can't stop reading it. So it's just so good. Just to just to kind of wrap it up because we're 11 minutes into this rant. Who cares? I So true. Yeah, who cares? I, I think that DC Rebirth is, without a doubt, a hit. Yeah. It's a, it was a yeah. It was a huge gamble on DC's part. And for me as an oh, old it's super dangerous. For me as an old fan, it is 100%. Yeah. Just like the salve I needed, gross. To kind of to uh, cure these bed bugs. To to, <laughs> to cure the wounds that were left behind during the New Fifty Two. You know okay. what I'm saying? All right. Um, no, and, it, it really I love it. And I, so the New Fifty Two continuity still happened. Yeah, but they're kind of merging the two in a way. I'm even enjoying Green Arrow, which I didn't I know. think I could ever do right. again. And that's saying something for an old bastard like me. I'm really know? happy about it. DC Rebirth, you guys have done a great job. There's more to come. They've teased the Justice Society. They've teased the Legion of Superheroes. I can't wait. All right, f*** off. Let's talk movies and TV. F*** off! <laughs> 2016 was a bit of a mixed bag in terms of TV and film adaptations of comic properties. There were high points like Captain America Civil War, which I'm in a hot take. Best Marvel movie yet. I agree. Hot take. No, that's not a hot take. Doctor Strange and complete garbage fires like Suicide Squad, which Suicide Squad terrible. And I'm not gonna listen to anybody for it anymore. It was a terrible film. It was terrible. It was terrible. Joe, let's take a quick look back at comics on the big and small screen in 2016. Let's start with Captain America. Yeah, Civil War. We're just gonna hit these fast, hard and fast because there's a lot of them. Captain America: Uh, Civil War. It it, was the best Marvel movie yet. It did so many things right, and it brought Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a way that made every Marvel fan squeal with the delight. Beyond that, it took a single character film. Where it's just like, this is Iron Man, or this is Thor, this is Captain America, and made it a big It was basically an Avengers movie. movie. It was an Avengers movie, where they yeah. just said, okay, everyone's included, yeah. and this is going to be fun as hell, and you know what? Take you and me out of it altogether. This was Casey's favorite Marvel film she's seen yet, above Guardians of the Galaxy, which she laughed the entire way through. She said she liked Captain America Civil War yeah. even more because it was a team movie that wasn't supposed to be a team movie. Right, because it had heart and it was funny. It was great. And it made me care about the Scarlet Witch, which I didn't even care about in in Avengers 2. And Tom Holland as Spider-Man uh, is such a joy. And yeah, you can tell that it was tacked on. It was absolutely tacked on and filmed afterwards. I did not care. It was care, so man. well executed. Yeah. And like with Tony Stark right. hitting on his hot and yeah, right. <laughs> it was so, so great. All right. Moving on. Suicide Squad. What a piece of. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. I was so mad at that. No, no, no. Let me back up. I was not so mad at that movie. Do you know why? Because I f- expected it to be bad. But here's the thing. You were way more apologetic on that film than I was. We were all. You were. That you tra- absolutely were. That trailer came out with Bohemian Rhapsody and everybody. And like, I don't know, man. Everybody God. collectively. We went, you know what? Maybe it's not going to be so bad. And it was. It, it was, was terrible. That bad. It, it was, was so bad. Terrible. And not just in the sense where it's like, okay, I will say, and this is not saying much. Was it better than Batman versus Superman? Yes, maybe. Uh, okay, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'll say that. But 
if you want to look at it as a film, like just as a character piece, as six characters shoved into a storyline that makes almost no sense and ends with an Aztec God attacking the bad guy that we saw was a bad guy. It, the had, whole f- time. it had a very it was a nonsense. It was plot. a failure. I hated it. It was a piece. Of Let's move on. Dr. Strange. You know, we only recently reviewed Dr. Strange. We it was both wonderful. loved it. It was wonderful. I'm still, I'm still today a month removed from it. Thinking about those visuals and how wonderful they were. I have now seen Dr. Strange three times. Oh, wow. And I will say, it is the first Marvel movie that I've seen three times. I've seen it three times. I didn't get bored. In the theater. Yeah, in the theater. Paid money to see it three times. I've never done that for a Marvel movie. I loved it every time. I saw it two times. I The first time, two times. You saw it within days of each other. Yeah, I saw it uh, the day it came out with you on Thursday. We yeah. went and saw And then that Sunday with Casey. House. And then I went with my wife and saw it with Casey. And she loved it. And then I went and saw it again in IMAX. Uh, and it blew me away. I wore the stupid glasses, everything. It was amazing. We were on some psychotropic drugs. Doesn't matter. It was so cool. Uh, Daredevil, uh, the Netflix shows. We had mm-hmm. this year Daredevil season two. And we got Luke and Cage. Luke Cage. Daredevil season two was good. There were parts of it that was just like, eh. Stop. I'm, I, I'm sorry. The Punisher stuff in Daredevil. No, season like two. I say, I thought it was good, but like all the Electra stuff, I was just not super interested I like in the Electra stuff. stuff. I really like the Electra stuff, and I love the way they portrayed Electra. I thought she was wonderful. I thought Electra was more interesting and humanized than we've ever seen that character. I loved her. She was strong. She was feminine. She had no problem screwing with Matt to get what she needed. And she was manipulative and powerful, and she was sexy, and she was built like a woman that looks like she could kick some ass i loved electra with that said the punisher stuff was even better that scene where the punisher goes to prison and the kingpin sends him into the ward to go and kill the guy that he wants to knock down yeah yeah was amazing yes there's the it was amazing there's the patented netflix marvel hallway scene in the prison with the punisher i am so excited for the punisher series because of this all right luke cage we really liked luke cage luke cage was perfect um i I will say it was not perfect i'm gonna say it was perfect i enjoyed luke cage a lot I have listened to criticisms of uh, the Luke Cage show that in retrospect, I totally understand. But in the immediate viewing of it, like, for example. They do some bullshit where he gets shot with a magic bullet and then for four episodes, he's incapacitated. It wasn't a magic bullet. Yeah, I, you know what I mean? I though. mean, like it was a bullet that was specifically designed yes, I to get, with him. But it may as well have been a magic bullet. Look, you understand what I'm saying? If you want to say the series slowed down a little bit during that time, yeah. that's fine. But I'm saying that there but, were issues, but there were some really good flashback stuff that also happened during those. Episodes. And also they, they had a really compelling villain with Cottonmouth. Yeah. And then they traded it away. No spoilers here, but they kind of traded it away and switched on you and made the main villain. This bull- diamondback character who was a scenery chewing I lunatic. I disagree. I feel like Black Mariah was the main villain. I just thought Black- Cottonmouth would have been a much more compelling Villain for the whole piece. I found that Black Mariah killing Cottonmouth was a like spoilers. Well, give me a break. It's over. But I'm saying Black Mariah killing Cottonmouth, who was super interesting. And I loved Cottonmouth. That struck me as so against the rules. Yeah. And unexpected. I'm going to go. I'm saying this right now. Luke Cage is my favorite Marvel series on Netflix. Yes, I think of it's my favorite. I think the first Daredevil is the high watermark and Jessica Jones. Also, the it high watermark. Wonderful. Luke Cage, I really enjoyed. I think Luke Cage is my favorite. And I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with the criticisms, but I understand them. And they come from a place where these people are making a good point. Enough. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I can't speak to this because I'm, I'm way behind. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, the beginning half of the the beginning part of the year with the last half of the previous season. Right. We seen, met Ghost Rider. No, no. That's this season. Oh, I'm talking about the beginning of 2016. Oh, gotcha. Which is the last half of the previous okay. season. I hated with the ghost. Right the right. Inhumans. <laughs> um, it was slow as hell. All of this Inhuman nonsense. It was 
it was it was fun that they were introducing Inhumans, but I thought it was just so slow. I think it's really interesting that they introduce Inhumans into a TV show that like we really like, and everything hits the brakes, and everybody goes, "This sucks." <laughs> and Marvel's like, "No, no, 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 Inhumans, Inhumans." I don't know if everyone's <laughs> saying it sucks. Like you don't like the show, and so your opinion no, is kind of biased. I liked season two and three a lot. I was very much invested. Um, this season, though, with Ghost Rider, I disagree with you 100%. I think they did an amazing job with Ghost Rider. I don't care about this Ghost Rider. You just don't care about anybody other than the Johnny Blaze Ghost yes, Rider. Yes, that's true. Which is not the same thing as saying that this Ghost Rider sucks. You just aren't as interested. No, but I will also say that, okay, through that's fair, but I will say I did not think it was that cool. I think they did a great job with the Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider. They did a fine and they job. brought they so they introduced magic into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <sighs> they introduced the Darkhold, and it was super fun. The Darkhold, which we've all been clamoring for. <laughs> Look, a, a, a couple episodes back, you complained about all these weird concepts being brought up into the Agents of Shield, even though they've never been part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, they have to start somewhere, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has always been the place where they float these concepts into the world. I know. I'm Agents make a, of S.H.I.E.L.D. introduced the Inhumans. I'm going to make a fart noise, and we're going to switch to CW's DC TV universe. Which you also can't really speak to. I hate it. You're so wrong. I hate it. You, you know are what the so only, wrong. The only one glowing part of it that I like is The Flash. I love the Flash TV show. The Flash is great. I fully admit I love it. It got me. I'm in. I'm totally caught up. It is wonderful. I do not care about Arrow. Yeah. I barely care about Supergirl. Oh. And I cannot stand Legends of the DC Universe. Legends of Tomorrow. Pardon me. Legends of Tomorrow. It is awful. And you know what the you worst are thing about wrong. it is? You're the wrong. The worst thing about it is Captain Cold and his buddy Heatwave. I know. Oh my God. They're so great. They are terrible. They're scenery chewing villains are like, oh. hey, I'm a bad guy. They're yeah. So fing bad. This is what makes it good because they know what they are. They're not taking themselves so seriously. Oh. And Hawkgirl? They're ha oh. Hawkgirl. I didn't care for Hawkgirl in the first season. <laughs> the first season. The only one I liked was Hawkman, and they immediately killed it. I hated Hawkman. <laughs> I liked Hawkgirl way better than Hawkman. Ugh. The first season of Legends of Tomorrow is not great, but this second season has had the Justice Society in Who it. Who cares? They've been bouncing all over the time. They introduced Citizen Steel, or I think he's just called Steel. It's horrible. It's not good. No, it's so good. No one likes this show, Joe. Nobody likes it. And like Critics You're, don't like it. The nerds don't like it. You're the apologizing for it you, right now. You are wrong. Uh, uh, no, I'm not. You're wrong. <laughs> when you say something stupid like nobody likes this show, you are patently wrong. <laughs> you are not correct. You're going to defend Gotham next? I don't watch Gotham. I Gotham, stopped. Gotham is terrible. Yeah, I agree. Gotham is awful. I stopped. I have been hate watching Gotham. Oh, don't do that. I can't help it. I just Why? Because I work with these nerds that want to talk about it. And I'm like, okay, here's what's wrong with Gotham. <laughs> Chug the rest of that so that we can oh, open the other so bottle. so bad. All right. Well, hold on. I have... I have a, We're done. No, I have a final thought about the DCCW universe. Yes, Arrow takes itself... Way too serious. No, no, no. Let me rephrase. Arrow is not always great, but Arrow knows what it is. Arrow has never been great. Unlike Gotham or unlike one of these... Okay, I'll give you that. Arrow knows what it is, and Arrow has always been a show that I'll knows that. that when something's really wrong, they have no problem like doing a complete about face. Yes, I They're agree like, with that. Starling City, that's bullshit. In the show, we will say Star City. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's called the Hood. Nope, nobody likes that. He's Green Arrow now. Yeah. So like, they will completely change. They will spin on a dime. Whereas Gotham just like, screw you, nerds. Yeah, Gotham embraces the nonsense. Yeah. There's a character on there that's supposed to be like, they want us to believe so badly that he's the Joker, that he's going to be the Joker. This Jerome guy, I know that he died. And he was a stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. Do you get it? Uh -uh. Uh, Arrow, I have grown to love Arrow. We're 25 I love The Flash. Supergirl is nothing but incessant joy yeah and uh, even when they even when they do things even when they have missteps even when they're like oh i wish they had done that character differently i Supergirl wish they would not fine. have done that character i will say supergirl is fine super supergirl embraces a sense of joy 
that is sorely lacking in a lot of superhero TV shows. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And I think that the presence of Supergirl in the CW universe elevates everybody. Fair they enough. just they just had a crossover with all four shows where they did a version of Invasion in the eighties with and the I haven't watched it yet. And it is amazing it blows my mind they're going for invasion i sincerely hope uh tom defalco is getting paid for this tom defalco didn't have anything to do with invasion. he was a marvel guy no keith giffen oh keith giffen yeah. you're right anyway 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 there are lots of other stories where more things have come out and we know more now about them than we did when we right. announced them on the show specifically the x-men relaunch uh we were very excited at the beginning not so excited now <laughs> so 2016 kind of an up and down year but hey we're excited for 27. We're also wasted, and we missed a lot of stuff. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> we only do we only do three news stories an episode. Yep. So we're doing the best. And we, we only can. did two here. <laughs> That's because you would not shut up. It's no, you wouldn't shut up. I wouldn't shut up. <laughs> I have to pee so bad. That is the big news for this week and the whole year. And if you'd like to discuss these stories and everything we missed There were year, no other news stories in 2016. Head over to the Two-Headed Nerd forums in our big news section and talk about everything that we missed this year. It's almost Christmas in the ziggurat. Xmas. We're fighting a war. We're fighting a war. We're not. And I haven't bought anything for my co-host, who, admittedly, has been bad enough to get us kicked off of iTunes. How does that even happen? <laughs> Regardless, if I don't get the little guy something, he'll never let me hear the end of it. It's true. So now it's time for me to hit the Amazon sex toys section for some prime shipping eligible sex toys while we review 10 more of this week's comics during... The ludicrous speed round! Ludicrous speed round! Wow. Go! <laughs> no, I wanted to give it emphasis. Okay. Jim Henson's Storyteller Giants, number one from Boom slash Archaea. This is the first of a three-part story that has something to do with Jim Henson, I guess. I don't know if he wrote this in a past life. Jim Henson's <laughs> Storyteller is like the thing that he came up with okay. back in the day. Regardless, Connor Nolan is on art and writing duties here and does a fantastic job capturing the magic of Henson's fantasy work Similar to Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, Giants was a sweet and beautifully illustrated fantasy that fits perfectly with the other Henson storyteller books from Archaea. I'm giving it a buy it. Motor Crush, number one from Image. I need more wine. The Batgirl creative team of Brendan Fletcher, Cameron Stewart, and Babs Tart is back! This time with a creator-owned series about a world where motocross is the dominant sport and rising star Domino Swift is the best in the business. It's about goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a book. We've been waiting for a good motorsport drama <laughs> since the 1982. This comic kicked ass and I'm all in for the world that these guys have created and Babs Tar's art is amazing. Moto Crush number one gets a buy it. Unworthy Thor, number two from Marvel. I didn't get to review Unworthy Thor number one, so I'm doing this here. Jason Aaron and Olivia Coipel team up to tell the story of robot arm Thor with an axe. It's a destroyer arm. Riding a goat. Yeah, right? Named Tooth Nasher. Yeah, Tooth Nasher. Fighting aliens. Beta Ray Bill's there. With Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> like, I could not ask for more from this comic. And honestly, everything you guys are bitching about the regular Thor comic this would not be this good without all of that happening. And I completely love it. And we all know the Thor is going to come back. The regular Thor comic Sooner good. or later, it's Shane going Foster to happen. Thor. And the regular Thor comic is still wonderful. But Unworthy Thor is a massive buy-in. Eclipse, number four from Image. Zach Kaplan and Giovanni Timpano are back. Thank God. <laughs> the creative team wraps up their first arc with a satisfying conclusion to the mystery of the killer that can survive the sun's deadly rays. I've really gotten sucked into this sci-fi murder mystery, and I'm excited to see where Kaplan and Timpano go next. Eclipse number four gets a buy it from me. I did really love this series. It was very good. Star Wars. Dr. Afra, number one from Marvel. Karen Gillan. It's a lady. Wrote by far the best Star Wars series I've read yet, which is Darth Vader. Darth Vader. But... 
the magic just was not here. There was a snarky oh. tone about the whole book that just did not work for me at all. Kev Walker was really great on art, but I'm not convinced Doc Afra needs her own limited series. Even Triple Zero. I think it's an ongoing. Uh, no, it's a limited. Six issues. Okay. Pretty sure. I don't know if that's true. Even Triple Zero, who got my favorite character, new character of last year, didn't work for me here. I'm giving this a skimmit at best. This is the first Star Wars comic I've read that gets a skimmit. It's still Kieran Gillen, though, right? I understand. It, did you read it? I haven't. It did not work. Nova, number one, from Marvel. Finger Richard Ryder is back! <laughs> you may notice a theme to all my reviews this week. But what dankness did he bring back from the Cancerverse? Dankness or dankness? Co-writer and artist <laughs> Ramon Perez. He's super high. <laughs> teams with co-writer Jeff Loveness to unite young Nova, Sam Alexander, not Sam Worthington, star of Avatar. That's a totally different guy. Wow. With the veteran new warrior that we've been begging Marvel to bring back. And the results are pretty great. I never really had anything against Sam. I just hated the way Marvel treated Rich. Now it seems like we're going to get to have our cake and eat it too. And I'm excited. Nova number one gets a buy it. I really like this as well. Ramon Perez, come on. Man, giving this a huge buy it. And Ramon Perez working on Nova, he must love this character. That's great. Circle number one from... Danger Zone. Christian has found his place with his new circle of friends, but he soon finds out not everyone is what they seem. He will perform his first ritual and his first kill. And now this all he wants out. That well, is your solicit. And I'm here to tell this. you nothing, and I mean nothing like that happens in this first boring and wordy issue. Weird art and boring dialogue. Circle number one. <laughs> Get to leave it and had nothing to do with that. Superman 12 from DC. Frankenstein, agent of shade is back. And this time he's hunting monsters in Superman's hometown. Some bitch. (laughs) This was simply a fun action adventure story courtesy of Pete Tomasi, Patrick Gleason, and Doug Mankey. Love Doug Mankey. Anything that guy draws, I'm in. Superman's rebirth is consistently great. It's a buy it. Agreed. Uber invasion number one from Avatar. Little black cars everywhere. What? Uber. Get it? Little black cars. Okay, car. I'm cutting that joke. You're not cutting that joke. It, That's gold. It made no sense. It made perfect. Uber. It's perfect. Karen Gillen God. isn't just writing a "What if Hitler won World War II with the help of superhumans" book. He's writing the opposite of the Marvel universe. This is a world where the Red Skull didn't have a Captain America to stop him. And wow, is it dark and violent. I forgot Uber was even a thing, but this was great. And Daniel Geet's art was a nice departure from the Avatar house style. I am giving Uber Invasion a huge bite. What a weird... Really good stuff. Reggie and me, number one, from Archie. He's got a dog now. Yeah, his dog's named Vader. It's a wiener dog. Yeah, it's a chihuahua. No, it's a wiener dog. Yeah, a chihuahua is a wiener dog. No. Chihuahuas and wiener dogs, they're the same. No. Chihuahua is a wiener dog. What are you talking about? Are chihuahuas not wiener dogs? No, they're totally separate animals. Wait, then what's a wiener dog called? What do you mean, what is a wiener dog called? It's not just called a wiener dog. It's got like an actual name. They're called dachshunds. Dachshund. It is not a chihuahua. Thank you. They're a German breed. That's what I meant. A dachshund. It's a a dachshund. (laughs) It's a dachshund. What the f*** just happened? Ach ach, du lieber. I think that was racist, by the way. No, it wasn't racist. Everything I know about the German language. Chihuahuas, they're totally weird. I learned from Nightcrawler. Everything I know about German, I learned from Nightcrawler. Uh, Reggie is back. End of theme. Does anyone care? No. This book looks like new Archie, thanks to great art by Sandy Jarrell. It it does really look good, but it reads like old Archie, courtesy of writer Tom DeFalco. Old man. Tom DeFalco. He is old. It's perfectly fine, but it lacks like a bit of the bite that the main Mark Wade Archie series has. It's great for established Archie fans, but Reggie and me, it's pretty average. Otherwise I'm giving it a skim it. You know what I don't care about? Reggie. Hot, hot take. 
Yeah, you don't care about Archie. The entire Archie relaunch. Nobody. Don't care. <laughs> hot not, take. Not surprising to anyone. It's Do not, not care. It's not a hot take. That's the ludicrous speed run. <laughs> and Kakum is the onomatopoeia of the week and the sound of young Noah smashing a meteor into Ego the Living Planet to clear up all of his blemishes as seen in this week's issue of Nova number one. If you want even more reviews of this week's comics, head over to TwoHeadedNerd.com. We might be on hiatus, but you know who's not on hiatus? Aaron Myers. Aaron f***ing Myers. Dude does not stop working. You can check out his ludicrous speed reviews, and it just so happens that, like Ego, Aaron's head is also perfectly round. It's crazy. It's like a basketball. And he's got a goatee to boot. Yeah. Remember, you can pick up these comics and all of the rest of the comics we talk about on the show at our Amazon link at TwoEditor.com. It's in the show notes for every episode. Don't give up on us. Don't give up on us yet, you sons of bitches. It's a great way for you to get the books that you want and also support the show. You just click the link, you buy as normal. It doesn't cost you any extra. Boom. This week, <sighs> Sanctum Sanctorum. Jesus. Joe and I are communing with the ghost of Christmas past. Who like- is a little confused about some major comic continuity changes. Yeah, who can blame him? Yes, there are two different Supermans. Supermen. The plural of Supermen is Superman. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there is there are two different Supermans, but one is dead, and it's only a matter of time before the other one goes bad. <laughs> Miles Morales didn't kill Captain America in Civil War II, and yes, it seems there's three Jokers. Oh, and Captain America, the white one has just been pretending to be a bad guy. Sort of. Is that true? I think he... Yeah, sort of pretending. I don't really know. Look, what else? Let's see. What else we got? Joe, before we sort through any more of the wreckage of this year's comic book continuity, why don't we take a break? Talk about two of this week's new comics. Wally's, Wally West is back and his wife doesn't even know who he is. Yeah, I know. It's a whole thing. Look... My pick for next week is IVX number one. For those of you that don't know these bullshit anagrams, it's Inhumans versus X-Men number one. (laughs) For the 99% of you out there that don't know what this stands for. (laughs) It's from Marvel Comics. It's written by Charles Soule and Jeff Lemire. It's got art by Linnell Francis Yu. They just say Linnell Yu these days, but I never want them to forget the Francis part. Here's the thing. This is an all-star team. Yeah. I am super excited about everybody working on this. Like when you say Charles Soule. Just not on this Or project. Jeff Lemire or Linnell Yu is working on a book. Yeah. I'm in on any one of those. But when you say that it's Inhumans versus X-Men. Look, I know. I get it. This is why I picked it. It's 48 pages for $5.99. I'm not excited about it. I just am ready for it to be over with. God. Regardless of what's going to come out of Resurrection, books we are not excited about. No. (laughs) I just want it to be over. Here's your solicit. This is it! (laughs) The X-Men and Inhumans have been on a collision course since the link was proven between the Inhumans' precious, precious Terrigen Mist. (laughs) This is like a very passive-aggressive solicit. Totally. And the sickness and death of many mutants. When Beast discovers that the mutants have only two weeks before the planet is uninhabitable for them. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> An inhuman slash mutant war is unavoidable because we need to sell books. Whether you're for the X-Men or the Inhumans, IVX promises to shatter the Marvel Universe as you know it. Okay, who's for the Inhumans? Who's like, yes. Nobody cares about the Inhumans more than they care about the (laughs) X-Men. Please, murder the mutants. I want Inhumans. No one is. I don't understand why you picked this. This is my pick of the week because, Jesus Christ, can we please just get on with it? My pick of the week is Shadows of the Grave, number one from Dark Horse. it's a very light week next week. This is written and drawn by Richard Corbin. He is a master of comic book I horror love storytelling. It is 32 so pages for $3.99. Here's your solicit. It has nothing to do They're with usually naked. any continuity bullshit you have to worry about. Everyone's kind of slim. The master of supernatural horror is back with bizarre tales of terror in his signature black and white style. Teeth. 
running through the entire series, the continuing story of Corbin's new warrior character. Covered in like lesions. Stop that. Danaeus. <laughs> reminiscent of his best loved creation, Den, from the classic heavy metal series. Nobody knows what this means. I know what it means. John Candy was the voice of Den in the old heavy metal, like cartoon movie what way back yeah new stories from 2012 eisner hall of fame award winner richard corbin i love richard corbin yeah. he has a distinct style that is all his own he's a master of horror this is going to be weird it's going to be disturbing and it's going to be wonderful pick this up okay fine the thn trade of the week goes to x-men inferno crossover trade paperback I love these. Do you know why? Uh, because I know exactly why. <laughs> as much as we enjoyed Inferno, the main story, the tie-ins to Inferno were so much better. They're so awesome. My favorite tie-in, Daredevil. Yes. It's Holy where he shit. fights a possessed vacuum cleaner. No, he fights a possessed subway. No, he there's yes. like a vacuum cleaner sort of thing. No, it is a subway, and everyone in it is suffering. No. And Daredevil is in the hospital. I get it. We're talking about two different things. No, we're not. Yes, because it was multiple issues. It I'm was, talking about the Inferno crossover, where the subway goes insane. I'm saying. And Daredevil grabs it by the horns yes, and tears yes, it yes. out of the subway There tunnel. were multiple issues. I'm saying what you're talking about is different than what I'm talking about. It's written and illustrated by various... John Romita Jr., John Bishema. Yeah. All stars from yeah. the day. It's 432 pages for $39.99. That is not just a deal. That is stealing. You know what that, that's like? That's stealing. It's $10 for every 100 pages. You have stolen this comic book and paid for it. Here's just listen. As the X-Men's Inferno rages, the Marvel Universe feels the heat. The Avengers have disbanded, but when New York's inanimate objects come to horrific life, Jarvis assembles a surprising new lineup. Gilgamesh, the forgotten one. <laughs> While the Fantastic Four lights. F nope, that doesn't make sense. While the Fantastic Four fights fires, King the Conqueror seizes his moment to strike. Spider-Man blames Mysterio for Inferno's weirdness. An elevator eats a guy. Whoa, settle down. <laughs> but soon finds himself battling demons, the lizard, and his own possessed Thanksgiving Day parade balloon. It was crazy. Meanwhile, Hobgoblin faces. That's gray. It's gray. That's gray. Meanwhile, Hobgoblin faces a returned green goblin. That's Harry Osborne. And nastier will transform one of them into the Demo Goblin. What? I think it's Demo Goblin. Yeah. And as Hell's Kitchen looks more aptly named than ever, Typhoid Mary is in her element. And that's bad news for Daredevil. This collects so many things. Yeah. Avengers issues, Fantastic Four so issues. good. Amazing Spider-Man issues. I loved Inferno. Spectacular Spider-Man issues. It is my favorite Anacenti Daredevil story of all time. Web of Spider-Man, Daredevil, it's... Oh my God. The Inferno tie-ins are so good. So and now, good. Previously only available collected in omnibus form. Now, soft cover. Soft cover. 432 pages for $39.99. God damn. Buy this book. Joey, I think we've got Ben Riley on the naughty list. Damn it. But... Ben Riley's been dead for 25 years. Nobody knows what to do with Wally West yet. And the Ghost of Christmas Past is just as confused as I am. I don't think we've helped at all. Regardless, we want you guys to head over to our Facebook page and link us to some stuff that you think we should be reading next week. I apologize for how drunk we are, but it's just going to get worse from here. Like the... <laughs> The main takeaway from this year's drunk show is just a lot of yelling. We've yes. been very loud. A lot of yelling. And I don't know if that makes it funnier, but we're trying our best. <laughs> <laughs> we're not canceled. We're rebooting. We're, we're in the middle of a reboot. Up. And now it's time for the 2016 Golden Beppo Awards, where myself and Joe Patrick will be handing out some awards for comic book 
creators, series, and characters. Every year, as is our tradition, we consume two bottles of Manischewitz. One is grape-flavored. One is some sort of berry. This year, it's elderberry. I did not even notice the difference, I'll be honest. <laughs> well, if you drink enough of it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I didn't even notice. It just all tastes like Kool-Aid to me, baby. Um, but uh, in case you think we're lightweights, the Manischewitz is not what got us got us here. No. We drank Christmas uh, beer. We drank bourbon. We were we were Eggnog. Uh, the Manischewitz is just what helps us maintain. It's true. Anyway, what were we talking about? Writer of the year. Yeah. 2016. Your uh, Golden Bebo. Yeah, I think that um, for my money, there has not been a writer that has had a better uh, or a more prominent role in the spotlight in mainstream comics other than Mr. Thomas King, writer of The Vision. And uh, Sheriff of Babylon is the and name of Batman. it. And currently Batman, the Rebirth of Batman volume. It's hard to argue with that. Uh, Tom King, uh, just on the strength of the vision alone, it would be difficult to give right. this award to any other writer. No, I completely agree. And I'm right there with you. Tom King gets my award too. His work on the vision, his work on Sheriff of Babylon, which is wonderful. But honestly, his work on Batman... It started off a little shaky and it was not his it was a little slow. It wasn't yeah. his fault. I'm and I'm not trying to like Well, sure. I'm with anybody he here, is the writer. But you know? I don't love David Finch. And, oh, yeah, that's true. And I did not think David Finch was the best artist to work Mikhail on. Mikhail Janin, though. The second they switched to Mikhail Janin, oh my God. That book is wonderful. And he's got his own version of the Suicide Squad yes. and he's breaking it's into the so prison. Great. The Santa Prisca the prison with Bane. The suicide like, storyline has been incredible. I don't think there's anyone that I would argue with. And Tom King coming off of his work on uh, the Omega Men from last uh, year. Which Omega we, Men. Which we raved about. Like, God, this guy is great. He is so fantastic. And not just here. Sheriff of Babylon is a wonderful book at Vertigo. And I've kept on it month. I've kept I'll, reading it. I'll admit month. I'm behind on that one. But I need, so need to catch up. I'm good. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Tom King, I Without think an, I, for I, both I, of us, Tom King is the writer. I don't think you can disagree with Tom King. Writer of the year. So let's move to artist. Artist of the year. You're up first. I went with something that Joe Patrick like actually argued with me about. I didn't it. argue with you. I was just kind of surprised. But he said, like, are you really like going to go with this? But I have to say, it's Santa Takeda who's been working on Monstrous. And I'm going to tell you, Monstrous is not a book. And this is no slam on it. But it's not a book that I read every month because it's so well written. It's kind of a slam. But I will say the art, the art that Santa Takeda is doing is breathtaking absolutely beautiful breathtaking work and it's it's a, it's not a badly written book it, by any means are there better written books out there yes but i keep coming back to this one for the art alone and that says something i'm giving my golden beppo award to santa takeda joe patrick That's best fair. artist i did struggle with this one a bit because uh there's been so many great artists this year on a, a lot, lot of the books that we love this year. um but my favorite artistic performance of the year came from. You're really hamming this up. Uh, Javier Rodriguez. Okay. Artist of Spider-Woman. Okay. Specifically for his work on Spider-Woman number three of the current volume. It's Spider-Woman's head. Like, they keep rebooting shit. Marvel. Yeah, so I don't even for the past five years. There's been like five reboots. I don't even know. I can't even keep track, but it's the current volume of Spider-Woman. Uh, Javier Rodriguez. Uh, did a uh, the first arc of that story where Jessica Drew was pregnant. Sure. And in issue number three of Spider-Woman, Jessica was trapped in a hospital, an alien hospital. Uh, she got sent there. She got referred there by Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. Yeah. And while she was there, the hospital got invaded by Skrulls. It was a great issue. It's an amazing issue. Yeah. And the artwork in that issue is a Will Eisner, Jack Kirby fever dream yeah as jessica fights her way through the various levels of the hospital super pregnant right right things are dangerous she's like the baby's in danger she's in danger all of the other pregnant mothers are in danger and she's fighting her way through this crazy landscape of this hospital and you've got these pages where um she's kind of working her way through these panels like and she's like 
what am I trying to describe here? I don't know. She's moving from panel to panel like she's reaching through panels. You know what I'm saying? The pages have the traditional panels, but she's kind of the character of Spider-Woman is like moving through okay. these panels. Yes. Now I know what you're saying. Instead of just being in yeah. the panels, she's moving through the panels. Yeah. Like she she interrupts like panel Yeah, like she's going yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there are other ones where like the sound effects of the room she's in make up the structure of the room. Yeah. Which is a very Will Eisner thing. Visually, it is a tour de force. Was, it is so amazing. It's a very strong contender for best single issue. For me, it was, it really was on my list for best single yeah. issue. I didn't go with it ultimately, but as an artist, Javier Rodriguez just really kicked that book out of the park, which I know is not exactly the right metaphor, but I am drinking a very heavily. That's a weird metaphor. I don't know where you're going there. <laughs> he hit it out of the park. It's so good. And I'm giving Javier Rodriguez my golden bevel for best artist of the year mainly not that every other issue of that book is also gorgeous that he's drawn but on the strength of that one issue it affected me like i really was impressed by it it was great i'm i'm right there with you let's talk about our best single issue did you you did i did yeah, yeah. you want me to go first cuz i can go first go ahead yeah i just go first. for quite a bit my best single issue and this falls uh, heavily into the DC reboot conversation, but I could not help but give this to Midnighter and the Apollo number one. This was written by Steve Orlando. <laughs> Midnighter at the Apollo number one, yes. <laughs> With art by Fernando Blanco. This book was stunningly beautiful, was so well written, and instantly captured that relationship between Midnighter and Apollo that we've been lacking. Up until this point, we've seen Midnighter in a few different series doing his thing completely separated from Apollo. But everything that we loved about that character, that I loved about that character, had something to do with his significant other, Apollo. And this rejoined them. And the art by Fernando Blanco yeah. was stunning. It's There's a, a scene where Midnighter fights his way through a sentient subway. And it happens in the first two pages that just took me aback. This is a wonderful series and it's only going to be six issues and we're at like issue four right now. But God damn, this captured everything that I loved about the Wildstorm universe and it felt totally separate from the DCU. Even with the relaunch, although and it is in the DCU, they just didn't really nods to thing. But they like, just didn't really mention. But like the biggest nod was like this thing where he beats up uh, Monsieur Mala or whatever. <laughs> like who cares? Yeah, he is an ape man, right? But they're separating all of this from the DCU, and I'm fine with that. And I'm fine if they relegate these two characters to the Wildstorm universe. I loved this issue, absolutely loved it, and nothing struck me more this year. Then Midnighter and Apollo number one. Steve Orlando killing it on this stuff. He's going to be the new writer on Justice League of America. I'm super excited to see what he does. I'm super excited. Joe Patrick. We got to make it through that history. stupid bullshit Suicide Squad crossover before Ugh. we get to that point. But we'll see. Ugh. We'll see. The Suicide Squadification of DC. <laughs> so I, I did have several contenders for this award. I talked about Spider-Woman number three. I thought I might give it to Spider-Woman. But... When I'm thinking back on the year, uh, one issue stands out to me as something that affected me on multiple levels. Not only was it like just really compelling writing, really great art, but also like on an emotional level. Like I read that book and I was really moved by it, even though ultimately when I finished it, I knew that the reason I was moved by it wasn't necessarily like there were twists is what right, I'm saying. You know right. what I mean? Gotcha. Um, and that comic was Detective Comics number 940. No, it's great. It was so great. <laughs> which is not the final part of the first Rebirth storyline, but it is the issue where, spoilers, it's been a couple of months, uh, Tim Drake, yeah. quote unquote, dies. He's not dead. But nobody else in the comic book knows he's not dead. Right. And... <clears throat> I read that book and the emotional impact on all of the characters. Like there was a twist. There was this twist at the end where it's like, Ooh, Tim has actually been 
uh, held captive by this mysterious person yeah. uh, that has something to do with DC Rebirth. But the emotional impact of what happened to Tim is felt to such great effect by all of the characters in the book, especially spoiler and Batman. Yeah. And the way writer James Tenney in the fourth wrote those scenes really moved me. And the, the last stand of Tim, even though it wasn't really his last stand, it was so affecting. And when that book was over, it was wonderful. When it they, really was. when they hit the twist that he's not dead, that he's actually a prisoner. Yeah. You were like, Oh, like, you f-ing comic book you, nerds. You got me like you f-ing got me you assholes yeah. like i gave myself into it no, completely. i was right there i was mad it was like they hit all the beats because it was like i was like oh man this is so beautiful oh he's gonna go like this and then i was mad that he died and then, and then i turned the page and was like oh you sons of bitches yeah, like, you, f-ing, you got me you yeah. did it you comic dorks <laughs> and that is such a great yeah. job by that through, creative team. It marched me through all the emotional beats. It was yeah. great. Oh, God. It was great. Uh, and I know it was a very manipulative comic bookie. Oh, as it gets. Like, and but still, like, it they worked. hooked me like yeah. a giant fish. They hooked me. It's the same way that I love wrestling. I love good comics like that. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely. It's when you know what's going to happen, where you know what's going on, and you're like, okay, I'm going to turn the page. And I guarantee this thing's going to happen. Yeah. You turn and you're like, ah, you got me. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was so it's great. Just, God, detective, That's a fantastic for detective yeah. comics. It's not my favorite series of the year, but I'm sticking with this. And I've said it before on the show. I think detective comics has been the strongest series of yeah. DC rebirth. Yeah. And I can't remember who said it. But they said best X book on the stands. <laughs> it's a great. It absolutely is. It's an amazing team book. Yeah, it really is. Let's right. talk about our best series. This is it. The final award. Best series of 2016. Go. You're sharing it with me. We spoiled it. It's the same. It is. Yeah, it's the vision. But I don't think we could give it to anything but the vision. It's the vision. It's Tom King's The Vision. That book. Jesus Christ. Like. Here's so, the thing. Let's I don't, buy, uh, whoa, whoa. No, you back up no, because you stop. love the vision. I know. I'm just saying, let's give the credit where it's due. It's writer Tom King, right. artist Gabriel Hernandez Walta, right. who is a phenomenal artist. Amazing. And it is this emotional journey about the, the vision creating his own family from scratch. Yes. It, it, it goes back to this Blade Runner, what is human what is it to be a thinking And you know that's going to go wrong. And you know it. always it. does. It always does. And here's the thing. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to come clean. I don't give a about the vision. I love him. I know you do. I know you do. I don't care about the vision. There's so many androids that I like enjoy more. But this series ripped my guts out. Absolutely ripped my guts guts out so many twists it was turns wonderful and not and like only- it was this very blade runner very like prescient very interesting well written what is it to be human type comic book series for a character that i've never felt was very well fleshed out honestly yeah. like we like people have loved the vision and you know and he's great in the movies and so on and so forth but Quite honestly, his history is questionable. And this Tom King paid attention to paid attention to detail and wrote an amazing story about this synthetic person that is trying to be a real human being and has gone so far to create a family for himself. And it does not end well. It doesn't. I don't want to talk about the twists. I don't want to talk about what happened. But the supporting cast, the supporting characters, uh, specifically the children and the wife that the yes. vision creates, they are so compelling. Yes. And you care about them. You care about their well-being. You care about what happens to them. You care about what goes wrong with their lives. Yeah. And they have only been around since the vision number one in right. 2014, yeah. 2015. This is a self-contained one year limited series. It's it probably would have been gone. It probably would have gone longer. But Tom King went exclusive to DC. 
you feel like you're connected to these characters as though you've been reading them for years, right. but really they've only been around for 12 months. Well, but that's also the eerie part of it is where they set up something where we know the vision. We know the vision has been around for a very long time and he is faking this. He is absolutely. He's kind of forcing this humanity. Yes. He said, I've created this child, this daughter, this wife. I'm trying to be more a human. dog. Yeah. Like I, I'm trying to force myself into human society and whether you follow the character or not you could jump on and see there's something wrong with this there there is a problem here and there's this uncanny valley that separates him yeah sure yeah from humanity and it is such a wonderfully beautiful story of what is humanity and what like it, it is a Greek tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> like it really like, is. So we're we're dancing around it and we don't want to spoil too much, but the vision has more pathos and more humanity yes. and more uh emotional heft than any other twelve comics of the previous year. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And it's impossible for me to give best series of the year to any other comic. Yeah. And you're going to, this is going to win some Eisner's. You're going to see it happen for there, sure. There's no question for sure. This is the best series. Sort of, of sort break of, it, sort break of, it down, down like down, this. Down. That is it for THN episode 274. The annual Hanukkah drunk show. It's the holiday drunk show. No, it's the, I don't Hanukkah observe drunk Hanukkah. Show. I don't give a shit, and I refuse your anti-Jewish bull. <laughs> I drank two bottles of Manischewitz. Can we go the holiday? If you love out? shows that refuse to let iTunes keep them down. You can resubscribe to the show very soon. Pay attention. Pay I know, attention. I know that it seems like we're it's being all happening. Very irresponsible it's right not now. What's happening? But I promise it's that we are really working on. Yes. Look, we want to send a gigantic thanks to all of our donors for sticking with us. Like you guys. We have received, since we announced the hiatus, we have received new original donors, which it's just is idiocy. Ab above and beyond the Call of Duty. Those you donors, morons. <laughs> those donors are Jane Tarrington, which I think is Mark Tarrington on Twitter. Mr. and Mrs. Tarrington. I think it's you, Mark. You're on Twitter. You're always talking to me. It's Mark Tarrington, right? Uh, it's Randy Andrews. Jesus. That guy. That kid. Come on. From I'm, day one. I'm not even sure he knows we went on hiatus when he made the donation. Nah, he doesn't know. But I still love him for it. And also, Anthony Drago. I've never even heard of you. I don't know who you are. I thought to myself, hey, Anthony Drago, are you actually Anthony currently presented in Brooklyn? No, but we've talked to Under Anthony Drago. Under an assumed I don't know Anthony Drago. We've talked to him on Twitter. Are you, are you sure? Yeah, positive. I don't know. Look, the point is this. You guys... We announced the hiatus. We said, hey. You won't let us die. You we're taking a break because we got to work some things out and iTunes hates we us. We put the gun in our mouth and you took it out. We had we had bullets in the gun and you're like, don't put bullets in that gun. You sons of bitches. Here's some money. <laughs> stop feeding Thank us our cats. Stop feeding us cats. Look. No. But. Stop. No, I'm not but. done. I'm not done. Okay. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for sticking with us. We wouldn't be able to make any of these changes without you, nerds. It's true. It's absolutely true. Uh, you can still support us if you choose, like these fine individuals have. There's a PayPal button at TwitterNerd.com. You can click it and make a donation. If you want to become a sponsor, like a sustaining member, as they say, there is a box that you can check when you donate that says, make this donation monthly. If you want to send us a sketch... The Two-Headed Nerd. You can send it to Two-Headed at gmail.com because you know what? We are not dead. We're not dead. We're not dead. THN lives! We're taking a break. We're coming back stronger than ever. We're not taking a break. We're working. We're working. We're not taking a break. That's true. We're working. And if you want to connect with us, head over to TwoEditNerd.com. You can find all our links I to mean, all our not, contact we're info. We're not getting any work done today, though. Via Twitter, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, Tumblr, <laughs> the Ziggurat Hotline. 402-819-4894. That number is going to become very important very soon. Before we go, our weekly shout-out goes to everyone that survived 2016. Because it's been a rough year. We lost David Bowie. We lost... God, we lost so many creative people. It's unbelievable. It's been bad. Donald Trump won the presidency. No politics. <laughs> We're in serious trouble, folks. But most importantly, 2016... 
goes out 2016 2017 goes out to you thank you for supporting us thank you for standing by us we are coming back bigger better and stronger than ever i'm very sorry and that we could this not do it without show your support is the last offering of an already year because um, <laughs> we really have asked this one and I apologize. I Un- hope you guys enjoy it. Until next time! Yeah! True believers. True believers! Remember to pre-order your comic. Do it! Or your retailer. It's important. Might just make you relive 2016 all <laughs> over that again. Sh- this is the Two-Headed Nerd wishing you a happy holiday. Excelsior, friend. Excelsior. I love you. Nobody loves you more than us. Not Jesus, not Santa Claus, not your parents. Except you. You know who you are. (laughs) This is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off.